powerful force. And I believe that it's a force of God. Paul is reminding us that it is okay to get upset about things that you're passionate about. But make sure that that anger is not unchecked and uncontrolled. Because that kind of anger can lead you to sin. Paul says then, don't let the sun go down on your anger. It's as if Paul is saying to us that you've got to deal with your anger pretty quickly. The longer you hold on to that, the longer you postpone reconciliation, the longer that you hold a grudge, uh, the, the more damaging it is to you and to the relationships around you. And so Paul is reminding us that when you get angry, it's important to work through that angry just as quickly and efficiently as you can. Paul knows that the longer we hold on to that anger, it's sort of like the beach ball. If you've ever been in the pool and you take one of those beach balls and you hold it underwater, you can hold it underwater, but when you let it go, it's going to go off sideways. It's going to come out and it's going to hit somebody upside the head. That's the way anger is that is repressed or suppressed. If you don't deal with your anger quickly and effectively, it will end up hurting you or hurting someone that you love. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Talks about, Paul does, about the importance of an honest job and an honest living. And the interesting thing that Paul is trying to communicate here is that he wants us to have a job. He doesn't want us to be taking from other people. He wants us to have a job and make a good living, not so that we can accumulate stuff for ourselves, but so that we can help those around us, especially the most needy. Paul then says that no evil talk should come out of our mouth, and I think Boy, this is something that I've struggled with a lot in my life, but I think I've struggled with it even more during the pandemic. I'm so frustrated and tired of masks and, and you know, all the stuff that's been affected in our lives by this pandemic. And, and I just find myself just spewing evil things I think about people and say about people. Paul is saying, that no evil talk should come out of our mouth. That, that everything that we should say should be about building people up, not tearing them down. Everything, word that comes out of our mouth should be a word of grace and not a word of grief. Giving somebody grief because they don't think like us. They don't see the world like us. Paul is encouraging us to build each other up. And then Paul says, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. I've, I've spent most of my life, like, I don't understand what that means. What in the world does it mean, don't grieve the Holy Spirit? And, and I think it's just Paul trying to encourage us to live a life that won't make God sad. <laughs> you know, just to, to try. We have been sealed with the Holy Spirit, Paul says. And so we, we shouldn't uh, create or cause distress to the Spirit of God that has sealed us as God's own people. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit. And then Paul tells us to put away bitterness. I can't tell you how many times people sit in my office or invite me into their homes and they start to tell me about this bitterness that they're holding on to. It's just stuff that they will not let go of. It is just stuff that they keep bringing back up, not as a way of dealing with it, but just as a way of continuing to wallow in the pit of bitterness. 
And Paul is saying you'll never have the life that God wants for you if you can't learn to work through and let go of some of that stuff and, and to trust in God to, to do a new thing in your life. Paul talks about wrath. Wrath, I think, is best translated rage. It's that, it's that anger that we don't deal with. We repress it and we suppress it. I don't know about you, but my uh, parents always didn't want me to get angry. You better get glad in the same pair of britches you got mad in, boy. You know, uh, They did not want me to be angry. And so what happens is, is that you're almost told to suppress that anger or repress that anger and then all of a sudden it comes out like that beach ball again and it's just awful and it's rage and it's so much more destructive than if you just dealt with the anger when you first experienced the anger. Paul talks about wranglings and this is best I can tell is about having an outburst, an uncontrolled outburst about something, but then never doing anything to try to change the situation, to try to make it better. You don't have a right to gripe about something unless you're going to be willing to be a part of the solution about something. That's what Paul seems to be saying here. And then finally, he talks about slander, which is insulting somebody else's reputation or their character. Uh, be careful to put away and don't do those things. And don't have malice or these hateful feelings. Because as you've heard that saying before, malice is like drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die. You know, when you hold on to those hateful feelings, it's not doing a thing to the person uh, that you're holding those feelings toward as much as it is to yourself. And finally, Paul says, be kind tender-hearted, and forgiving. Because when we're not kind, when we're not tender-hearted, when we're not forgiving, we are presuming that we are a capable judge and jury of everybody else. And that is never the role that God desired for us to have. That role of judge belongs to God. So give up that role of judge and be kind and tender-hearted and forgiving if you don't you devalue people you devalue relationships and you settle for far less than what God desires Paul has written us this letter because it is a prescription for life that God desires it's also a prescription for how to start off a good school year it's also a prescription for how to start off a good week at work. If we could put away all falsehood. If we could tell the truth. If we, when we get angry, we don't allow that anger to turn into sin. If we deal with it quickly and effectively and fruitfully. If we don't hold on to anger too long. If we just try to work hard and help others. If we don't try to talk badly about people. But instead try to build them up and encourage them. If we live in such a way that we try not to make God sad. If we put away all of the resentment and the hurts of the past. And seek to be a part of the new thing that God is doing. The world can be a better place. And we will be more like Christ. Imitators 
of God.